Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 36. And today's episode is sponsored by the Money Mastery Class. So if you haven't heard, the Money Mastery Class is a five-week class where I work live with you and a group of other students through building a dream budget. We break down exactly what you need to know to finally learn how to manage your money, to build the dreams that you have for your life, to actually build a life that you've dreamed of and build a budget, it's going to help you actually achieve that. So our next Money Mastery class is going to kick off in early January. As of this episode going live, you cannot sign up for the class just yet, but you can join the waitlist. So you're the first person to hear about it. If you go to mappedoutmoney.com forward slash MMC for Money Mastery class, mappedoutmoney.com forward slash MMC, you can sign up for the wait list and be the first to know when our class opens up for enrollment in a few weeks to kick off for our January cohort. If that at all sounds remotely interesting to you, I hope you'll join the wait list to learn more about it, or you can always email us directly if you have questions, nick at mappedoutmoney.com. All right, so what are we talking about today, Hannah? Well, we're talking about our favorite purchases and worst best and worst yeah but the worst is like only a few and that's at the end so really we're talking about our best purchases of the year um but before we get started i thought it'd be fun usa today has these like lists of gift ideas for like husbands and wives so like i'm looking at 55 meaningful gift ideas your wife will love and so I thought it'd be fun if Nick tried to guess the top five. And we got this idea from Young House Loves Podcast. Yeah, they always do fun games. So I felt like we needed a fun game. We need a fun game to spice it up. Yeah. Okay, so Nick, try to guess. Tell me again. What's it called? 55. It is called 55 Meaningful Gift Ideas Your Wife Will Love. Meaningful. Yes, they're meaningful. Interesting. Yeah. You got to give me a price range. Like what? what's the most expensive? Oh, they're all over the place. All over the place? Okay. Yeah. Stuff. All right, top five. Yeah, just try to think meaningful. I'll give you a hint. Breath mints is not on this list. <laughs> not on the list? Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to go with the cliche of some sort of necklace, some sort of jewelry necklace item. Nope. Are you serious? Yeah. Not a top five? Not top five. Nope. Okay. okay so one there's down. one. Yep. Uh, earrings? Nope. Are you? No, that's wrong. Um, wrong list. I feel like this is kind of like playing hangman. It is hangman. I'm going to go with some sort of like hot liquid uh holder so like a like a thermos or a mug like one no, of those warmer things but you're really close so i feel like that i feel like that needs to count so number three is a manatee tea infuser a manatee tea infuser yeah, so you know the little tea infuser things that you put in your mug okay now but I it's shaped like a manatee okay, okay puns okay. you know all right so okay so you got that one good job i got it okay uh wow Top five meaningful. <laughs> okay, I'm going with some sort of lounge wear, like a like a like a cat snuggie or something like that. <laughs> no, a cat <laughs> snuggie. No, that is not on there. Okay, <laughs> don't buy me that for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want one of those. <laughs> what are those things that women have that are like almost like a useless sized backpack? 
You know what I mean? Like it's a backpack, but it's so small and it's really just for looks and aesthetics. Are you referring to a purse? No. Well, <laughs> but like you wear them on your back, but like you're not, you're not putting like much in there. Yeah, it's a purse. Okay. But shaped like a backpack. But shaped like a backpack. <laughs> yes, that's a purse. Is that on the list? <laughs> no, it's not. What? It's not top five on the list. It's not top five. Okay, so Do you I got one. Do I have any guesses left? No, you're done. You got one. But I think this list is funny. So let me tell you what the top five were. Okay. okay. And they have added meaning to all of them. So for the wife who loves pretty things, they recommend the rifle paper ring dish. A ring dish? Mm-hmm. What do you do with a ring dish? You put your ring in it. I've never seen one of those in my life. It's because we live in an airstream. <laughs> or we did, we have lived in an airstream. Uh, yeah. So it's just like a little thing that you would put like probably beside the sink to take off your jewelry. Like in the bathroom or whatever. So for the wife who is into essential oils, you have the essential oil diffuser. I should have known that. For the wife who's an avid tea drinker, you have the manatee tea infuser. For the wife who's into beauty, you have the lighted makeup mirror. I feel like you're kind of getting into dangerous territory here, though. Like, you give your wife a makeup mirror for Christmas. Yeah, like, like hey, you need to work hey, on Hey, honey, go work on that makeup. Work I don't, on some stuff. I don't know. Questionable. Um, for the wife who forgets to charge her phone, I feel like maybe I was a good candidate for this Ooh, one. you would be a good candidate. Uh, <laughs> they recommend a mini portable charger. And then from there, they had some other dangerous ones on there. One that I thought was interesting um, for the wife who loves Star Wars. Maybe that's more common than I think it Maybe. is. But they recommend a corksicle canteen that's from the Star Wars collection. I was like, really? These are, are a lot of wives specific. They're they're pretty specific. Then they also recommend a vacuum cleaner. Again, not sure about. I don't think that would go over yeah, well. Giving your wife a vacuum cleaner, maybe. I mean, I could see myself wanting a vacuum cleaner. I just feel like a lot of people would not be real happy about that. Well, I just feel like that's one of those things that you would want to come out of the regular budget. Like, no, this is coming out of like the household items budget, not my gift budget. Um, And then the last one that I thought was funny. Let me see here. Oh, the Instant Pot. Like, of here you go. Go fix me some dinner. <laughs> Cook for me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, so that's what you should buy your wife this year. Okay, now you have to, very quickly, you have to rate them. Those top five items, if I got you any one of those items, would you actually find meaningful and, like, be happy with that? Are there any items on that list? Mm, I mean, I would think, oh, that was thoughtful, I guess. If I got you a ring holder? Yeah, I mean, like, if I needed one. Okay. That could be nice. I could get you a man. Nick's like, I'm going to go get a $5 (laughs) ring holder and be done. Um. Yeah, I, I could get down with that tea infuser. I could get you a man of tea. Yeah. All right, time for you to guess. So, same website, USA Today, 50 plus amazing gifts that men actually want. Okay. Later, I'll be the judge of whether or not I would actually want these gifts. Okay. So, we're doing the top five. Okay. Rock and roll. I think a Kindle. You know, a Kindle's on this list, but it's not top five. Okay. Uh, it's way down the list, but they do have it on this list in the top 50. Okay. Well, it's also on the wife list, so I kind of cheated oh, you a little cheated. bit. Um, beard oil. You know, that's a good It's not top five. I don't even know. It might be way down the list. I haven't even scrolled through all really? 50 of them. But no, not top five. Now, I would like it. Yeah, later, um, I'm not going to give you any points for the beard oil because later down the list, USA Today evidently believes that um, they like their men clean shaven oh. because there's lots of of razors and shaving cream on here. But nothing for the guy with a beard. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So two down. I'm going to say fancy sunglasses. Another good guess. Not top five. Jeez. Okay. How about a leather toiletry 
kit slash I would bag like one thing. of those. You're guess- see, you're guessing things that I would like. I know. I totally am. Yeah, not on the top five list. Okay. Mm, Last guess. I think something video game related. I think I don't even know enough about video games to know like what's popular right now. Well, I can tell you the answer is no. So. Is that done. on there? Nope. Really? Yep. Okay. What right, were so the top five? So similar to yours, it has like for the whatever kind of guy. So okay. the first one out of the gate, very top, for the coffee drinker is a Yeti Rambler. Okay. I should have guessed something coffee related. Yeah. Yeti okay. Rambler. Second, for the sweatshirt collector. Mm, hey, I like this Patagonia list. Better Sweater. Mm. $119. Wow. Okay. Uh, for the this one was the most surprising to me. I don't think it's top three, but for the student of life, masterclass. This sounds like a paid ad to me. But yeah, you know that masterclass kind of- <laughs> subscription sounds like they paid to be here in the top five. Uh, number four would be the one that I would want, but hard to justify sometimes. Uh, for the podcast addict, Apple AirPods Pro. Oh, okay. What do you have? I have the AirPods, so the first gen. Uh, the What's AirPod, the difference? Uh, the AirPod Pro have like a more noise cancellation. They're more in-ear, so they don't fall out as much. And they're also considerably more expensive. Okay, gotcha. Now, the fifth one is the one that I just, I don't know. That's a little goofy to me. For the homebody, Ugg slippers. I could get down with some Ugg slippers. You of don't course. want any Ugg slippers? I, I don't know that, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I've never worn any Ugg slippers, but... Their commentary says if they're good enough for Tom Brady, they're good enough for the guy in your life. Hey, there you go. I think we need to make matching slippers one of our best purchases of 2021. We don't have any. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Are we done with the game? I think we're done. That was fun, though. It was kind of interesting. It was fun. I win. I just like to point that out that I got one on on your top five. You're right. I didn't get any. Nick always wins anyways, so. I'm much better at knowing meaningful gifts to give you than you are amazing (laughs) gifts to give me. Uh, Maybe it'll show this year. All right, so let's get into our list of the best purchases that we've made in 2020. So are we going to make this a pretty quick rundown? Yeah, I think, so I think we can share our list and then we can talk about the more interesting stuff, which is like. Kind of the patterns. Yeah, the patterns saw. that we saw. Because what we did, y'all, is we actually pulled up our budget. And this is one of the nice things of tracking everything is you can pretty quickly get all this information. And, I mean, off the top of our heads, we were able to go like, ooh, what are some of the things that we bought this year that we really love? Uh, and we were able to come up with a handful. And then we pulled up YNAB and went back through our individual spending money categories. And that helped us go like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that was this year. And that was awesome. Uh, and so it was kind of neat to go back through some of our spending and just see what all we've bought this year. And it's amazing how hard it was to remember what was from this year and what was from previous like, years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we'll share our list and then we can talk about the themes and what we found and ways we've thought about it that may be helpful for you. So we've grouped these together kind of in a way that makes sense, maybe makes sense yeah. in our head. Yeah. So I'll kind of read our first little group. Our first six are, and these aren't really in order of like the best. I don't think so. It's just our list. Okay. So these first few are books. So we've got the appearance of power. So that was mine. That And that was your like men's fashion. It was men's fashion, but what was cool about it was it wasn't, it wasn't like a textbook, like wear blue with this other color. Like it wasn't (laughs) like that. What textbooks have you been reading? I don't know, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a color theory textbook on like men's style and fashion. It was more about um, the philosophy of of why you should even care about your appearance, which I felt like That's I cool. needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talked a little bit about you know 
things that you can put together to, to, to give off a certain appearance or vibe. Yeah. Okay. The second one is extreme ownership. Jocko classic. Yep. Third one is house lessons. I love this book. I'm actually going to go back and reread this book. And you're actually going to read this. I'm going to read this book. I feel like we needed this book uh, to go along with the we house. Do. That we bought. I need it as a reminder to like be patient with our house and everything. So we're going to go back and do that one as a buddy read, even though I've already read it once. Um, the Joy Luck Club was awesome. Probably one of my favorite fiction books that I've ever read. And it, it uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it inspired um, Crazy Rich Asians. Right? Yes. A lot of people, I, I think a lot of people refer to it as like the original Crazy Rich Asians or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of like the classic version of Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, then we've got The Vision Driven Leader. That one was yours. This easily one of the most impactful books I've ever read. Um, it was so helpful to come away with a framework for like creating a vision and the types of questions we should ask in order to do that for your life. Did it business. help you create a vision to be a driven leader? Uh Yes. And then we've got Digital Gold. Digital Gold is also my gosh, uh, I felt like I dominated this list here. But uh, Digital Gold, I'm not going to talk too much about this on the podcast, but it's all about the history of Bitcoin and um, cryptocurrency a little bit. That's something that we might dive into at a later date, but it's something that I've been learning a lot more about this year and exploring. Um, but if you're at all interested in learning about Bitcoin, it's a really cool book with a nice overview of the history. So then semi-related to those is we both got a reading light that we really liked. Yes. Yours is one that like goes around your neck. Mine is just like old-fashioned clips to your book, but it's like a really good LED lightweight. Yeah, you're, it's a nice, like you you didn't get like a real garbage one because I used to have a really crappy like clip to your book thing. Yeah, some of them do. And it's just really, yeah. I bought this one at our like local bookstore. Yeah. And so like being able to like, see what it was like in person because I've ordered some off of Amazon that were not winners um, and then we've got Motherless Brooklyn yeah so I put this movie on here we bought this movie I watched it three times in the first week that we got it <laughs> easily one of the best movies it was really I've good we both really enjoyed this and movie. I put it in this grouping with like the rest of the books because although it's a movie and not a book it's based on two different books and it made me think a lot about um, a lot of different topics, really. And it was also really interesting learning some of the history of a little bit about what it could have been like in New York in the 50s and 60s. And I don't know, I found it endlessly fascinating. Okay, well, now that you've said that, I feel like the other thing that needs to be on this list is Knives Out. Knives Out was great. It was so good. Yeah. And whoever wrote that, I should know his name, but I don't. Who is it? Hold on. But he said that like one of his main inspirations was Agatha Christie. Right. So he is the reason why Agatha Christie is now on my to be read list. Is it a book or? Knives Out. Knives Out. Is it a book too or is it just mm -mm. a movie? No, it's just a movie. Okay. But his American mystery film written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. But Ryan Johnson said that a lot of his inspiration came from the Agatha books Christie. of Agatha Christie. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So kind of. I think maybe talk about like the pattern after each little group. Maybe Yeah, let's do that. So, so like in this little group, one of the things that we kind of talked about was that we noticed we really like finding local bookstores wherever we're at and like kind of going and making a point to buy a book that we've been wanting from an independent bookstore. Yeah, well, and I think I think there's two themes that popped out to me. So first off, it should be said when we 
sat down to record this episode, we came up with 30. After brainstorming and looking at YNAB, we came up with 30 things that we wanted to share from our best purchases this year. Then we organized them by groupings, and it just so happened that out of 30, six of these were books, and then the seventh was a reading light. So seven of these are like book or education related Mm -hmm. out of 30, which felt like a pretty significant number, I felt like. So now to your point of the theme... Um, to me was both of us are like really like learning we want to spend money on learning and if at all possible we want to do that from local bookstores and support indie bookstores if we can yeah and I just I like enjoy the experience of going to cool little bookstores and let's face it it's kind of awkward to go into them if you're not going to buy anything it is a little bit awkward <laughs> and, I, and I do like I, I want to support them because you know it's, I want them to be there I want them to be there yeah. I like going there I like the experience of it and I want to make sure they stick around. Ooh, you know what? We were talking about like best gifts that we've given each other mm-hmm. earlier. The best gift that you've ever given me was you got me that gift card to surprise me from Parnassus That's Books in Nashville. That's the best gift I've ever given you? I think you. so. That was super nice It's a gift card? Yeah, but it was like a thoughtful gift card. It was because it wasn't like a throwaway gift card. I will say and to pat myself on the back, that I, I knew wanted that the you wanted the experience. Yep. If I had just bought you books, it would not have been. You wanted the experience of going to the bookstore and supporting that specific bookstore. Well, and just getting to like and just being hang it. out in there. Yep. Yeah. So that was a good gift. Good job. Thank you. And so the last thing I'll say here on the on this theme before we move on to the next section is to me that the most interesting part of this whole this whole exercise for us is recognizing, oh, this is a area that we like to spend money on, obviously, based on the fact that we spent a lot of money in that area, and we're saying it's some of our best purchases. And so if that's true, like, let's be really thoughtful about that next year so that we make sure we're allocating plenty of money so that we can do more of those things because they continue to come up as some of our favorite things that we spent money on. Yeah, and we have talked about, like, maybe having a bookstore category. Yeah, and just having a... Having a line item for it, yeah, and making sure that we're planning uh, as part of what we what we want to do. Okay, so why don't you why don't you go over the the next little group? Yeah, so the next two things they're um, somewhat related, but also they don't <laughs> maybe seem <laughs> well they don't maybe seem that way on the surface. So um, one is a Creative Pep Talks calendar. And this is like a from Andy J. Pizza. a little bitty calendar that you have in the airstream. Yeah, it was. I loved it too because it's like a miniature size calendar, so it's yeah. perfect in the airstream. And it has like one of his illustrations for every month. And Andy J. Pizza is like really good at just being encouraging. So they're all kind of like little pep talks, as you would think from the name. And that's the reason I I bundled it in this other group with the best self companies question cards. Okay. So to me, like they're both thoughtful. They're both supporting like. They're both creators peppy. online. Uh, they're both peppy, and they both inspire and get you to think. Fair enough. So that's why I put them together. So uh, the best self question, those honestly, these are like, I mean, you should know Nick's curious questions. Like this is like right up my alley. It is right up your alley. But I'm surprised that you wanted the cards because I'm like, you're you make these up on your own, anyways. I know, but it's super fun. So if, <laughs> if you're not familiar, Best Self Company is a uh, they sell journals and writing utensils and stuff for kind of the self development, self improvement junkie if you will it's all the stuff we nerd out all the stuff we nerd out of her but they also have these boxes of cards that are like great for prompts and it sounds it honestly sounds like kind of annoying like that annoying guy who's like let's do an icebreaker (laughs) and some people would say yes it is (laughs) (laughs) but 
I think they're really fun, and they've been great for car trips for me and you. They've also been great over dinner because we just pull out a few questions, and I think they've facilitated a lot of conversations that we've loved. You know, on TV shows, they normally, like, make fun of the person who, like, takes their note cards to like have a conversation at dinner because they can't socially interact <laughs> normally with people and just have a conversation that's me and nick at dinner with our like with best our self best self cards yeah again to me going back to the themes these fall under like supporting small businesses that we love and like want to support and like the education sort of inspiring i don't know they kind of fall in those same they same do bring up me. interesting interesting things to talk about that we wouldn't always hit on, I think. And I think sometimes too, like we'll read a question and almost think that it's kind of silly, but it ends up bringing up something that actually is kind of interesting. So you did good. They're fun. I've enjoyed them. Okay. So our next little grouping is kind of focused on fitness. So we've got our features socks, Mm -hmm. which we have both loved. We were totally upsold on them when we went to the running store to get our running shoes, but oh my gosh, they're so nice, and we love them. They so made we, such a big impact. Yeah, I think we both have like four or five pairs, and we fold them special ways and like keep them in special places so that they don't get lost. And, and if you haven't listened, we did a whole episode. Um, we can link it down in the show notes below, but we did a whole episode talking about um, where can you like spend a little bit of extra money that's not an objectively large amount of money, but that adds luxury. Mm-hmm. And the feature socks was definitely that area where it's like, it sounds ridiculous to spend 15 or 20 bucks on a single pair of socks. Yeah. But objectively speaking, it's only $20 and they make they your feet feel awesome. A big difference yeah. when you're running. They do. Okay. So the next thing that we have is running water bottles. And this is another one where, like, if you have never bought these, you'd probably think, like, oh, well, they're probably like $5 or something, but they're really not. Like, if you get a good running water bottle, they're kind of expensive. Yeah, we spent like 20 or 25 bucks a piece. I yeah. Think. Um, but we were running a lot in the summer and it was in so, South Alabama. So hot. Yeah. yeah. And um, our first few runs, we did not have water bottles and it was miserable. Was brutal. Yeah. These were definitely worth what we paid for them. And then you got a running hat. I got a running hat, which made a big difference because, um, you know, I used to have a man bun and I would just put it up. No big deal. And then sometimes I'd have really short hair. Also no big deal. But when you have like medium length hair. Yeah. As and a you guy, did this summer. I did. I had mm-hmm. a I had real medium length hair and it was super think, annoying were you to run kinda with. thinking about growing back your man bun? I couldn't decide. I was going back and forth, I yeah. think. Yeah. You abandoned it though. I, I did abandon it, but the running hat made a big difference um, in terms of keeping the hair out of my face and not being annoying. Yeah. Um, so that was a win. Um, our other thing that we have in this group is our Rubber Bandits Functional Fitness Bands. Yeah. So you can do a lot of different exercises with them. We use them in particular to help with pull-ups. Um, so those have been awesome. And then we got this really nice running leash for scout that goes around your waist. So it like keeps your hands free. And And that was another one of those that was like not cheap, but is made running with scout so much better because now I don't have to hold it in my hand. Ooh, the horror holding it. (laughs) I know. I think my empty hand syndrome might be rubbing off on you. But now I don't have to hold her leash in my hand. I can just wrap it around my waist. It makes a big difference. Mm Mm-hmm. So what stuck out to us about all of these purchases was that they're all like health and fitness related, mm-hmm. um, which is one of our priorities. Not that we always do a good job of it, but we're trying to do better. And um, so, yeah, I think we were really happy with the money that we spent to go towards that goal. It's probably the 
um, over the last, I would say over the last probably what, 18 months. So if you include the last half of last year and then yeah. all of this year, it's probably the most money we've ever spent on our health. Um, it's definitely been a big priority for us and I think we'll continue to be going forward. And yeah, I mean, it just goes to show, you know, we had 30 items on this list and five of those were all running or working out related. We wouldn't have said that two years ago, I think. Uh, and so it's just again, paying attention to like, huh, that's interesting. What we value has changed somewhat mm-hmm. as compared to years past. Um, and so thinking about 2021 and what we value, do we want to make sure that we continue to prioritize health? Uh, and we do. And so we're making sure that our budget reflects that. Yeah. And I think it's also good a good reminder because, I mean, I think there's always things that are probably more fun in the short term to spend money on than a lot of health related things. Um, But I think it's good to remember like, okay, long term, what, what purchases am I going to be happy with? And I would, I would say that anything that we've spent money on that is health or fitness related, we haven't regretted it. Yeah, I would a hundred percent agree with that. All right. So moving on to this next grouping, we got four items here and they're all related to uh, drinks. And so the first one is our Berkey. We've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, but uh, again, especially when in the RV, you just don't really have a lot of great options for clean water because you're, you can filter a little bit at the campground, but you still have no clue like yeah. what's going on with that water. And so historically we've, we've always done a lot of water bottles. And so buying a Berkey legit water filter that we felt confident and comfortable in Drink from the campground faucets, I think, was a real big win. The other one in this group that um, you actually got one first at the beginning of this year was a very specific, and we, we should try to find the model, but it's a very specific type of coffee tumbler. But it's not like corksicle or anything like that, but we found them at a couple of different coffee shops yep. that are where they've like had their branding they've done They've had on their them. branding done. So it's some sort of thing that you can get like mass produced, but they do really good like keeping your coffee Amazing. hot. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Easily the best I've ever had. And also along the lines of coffee, uh, the other one on this list was a very specific, like super unique pottery mug mm-hmm. from uh, from a local pottery place we found yep i love it she we met her like when we bought it and she told us all about the technique that she used to make it and it's like this japanese technique and i don't know i like it i well, it I makes thought, me happy every time i look at it and i thought the funny thing about it was she so this lady was like kind of working the register right when we got there one turns out she's the shop owner i didn't know that at and the i time. followed them on social media and they had posted this mug and i had had my eye on it for like a, a while week. yeah and so we're there and we're kind of eyeballing it and she's got, I don't know, what, four or five of the mugs and they're all a little different because it's mm-hmm. pottery. So they're a little different sizes, a little different feeling in your hand. And, you know, you had kind of picked out the one that you like, but we were kind of also looking at a few other things and I could tell that lady was kind of like, kind of like keeping an eye like, oh, what are they going to, what well, are they going to pick But what up? was really funny was that she kept suggesting she other kept things. She kept suggesting other yeah. things She's like, if more... you like really big mugs, like this artisan over here makes like really big, like chunky mugs, you know, whatever. And then, you know, so she had kind of done that for several different things. Like, oh, if you like this, you might want to check out this person and whatever. It's like, those are all great. But like this mug is just speaking to me. Like, I love it and I super want it. And, and so then. So finally, when we got that one, she admits that she's she was like, like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's the one I made. Yeah, so it was kind of funny. It was kind of fun. And then the last thing on this list, uh, also coffee themed, is actually spending a little bit of extra money to get like nice 
local coffee from local roasteries. Sometimes when we travel or sometimes where we live, we, we don't have some really good roasteries around where we live yeah. now, though. Yeah. We don't always do that because, I mean, it can get expensive, but it's fun. At least once a month, we'll get like a bag of really nice, fun coffee, support a local roastery, and it's just a nice treat to have around the house. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I'll read this next group, but they are like all yours, so you really need to talk about them. Um, your Origin Bison Boots, so like Jocko's brand. Yep. Yep, you, super nice so bison this, leather boots. I mean, this, this one checks a couple of boxes. One, I've been wanting a nice pair of boots. Two, I've been getting more into leather. Three, it's 100% American-made. Literally everything on the boot is cool American-made, which I like, and it's fun to support them. Uh, and then four, it's Jocko, who I also want to support and throw money at when I can. And then we've got American Eagle jeans. Yeah. So, you know, I bought a pair of jeans at Old Navy that you told me to look <laughs> Let's not get into this. <laughs> Long story short, I'm convinced Hannah told me that they look oh good. They did not look good. Nick wears them like Urkel, and <laughs> that is not what I told him look <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyways, I went back to my old tried and true American Eagle. Bought a couple of hairs, and they've easily been the best pairs of jeans I've had. I bet they are 100% not in America. I'm sure they aren't. <laughs> Positive. And so then the last one in this little group is your nomadic backpack. I've loved that bag. You, I mean, we're both bag junkies and love good bags. Are you talking about your Peter McKinnon one both. or the smaller one? Both. So I now I have two nomadic bags. Um, one was a gift. It was a Peter McKinnon um, specific backpack, but that, you know, that, that was last year, technically. Mm. Uh, and then this year I got a smaller sort of everyday bag. Cause the Peter McKinnon bag is like a big honking. Yeah, it's more like luggage. It's like, it's like you're going somewhere for three days. You need your camera equipment and you know, your clothing and your toiletries. Whereas the other bag that I got was the everyday carry, which has been phenomenal. So what's your takeaway from that group? For me, <laughs> I like expensive stuff. <laughs> no. Well, like what's funny about it is so we were looking back at our purchases from this year and, uh, you know, the way that you and I purchase things. I would, yeah, I would like to point out, you would think that I would probably be the one who had spent more spending money, but so Nick far, outspent me so in spending far, money. In 2020, I have spent about $80 more than I'm you. I'm so proud. In spending money. But what's funny is like scrolling through my list is like one little scroll because I bought like 10 things and it just so happens that like three of them are very expensive. I want a backpack, a really nice pair of boots and a Garmin watch and then a few other small things here and there. Scrolling through your list is like a bajillion things because they're like $5 here, $10 there, $9 here, $7 here. So we just we just spend differently. Yeah. But going back to the the takeaway to me from those groups are again I, I like this mixture of supporting supporting small creators is really important to me like nomadic is a really small bootstrap company for backpacks uh origin is a new like kind of small company based out of maine uh, american eagle doesn't really fall into that category <laughs> <laughs> you know we're just trying to help american eagle out <laughs> <laughs> but they make some they make some good jeans <clears throat> but no it, it it comes down to like i am trying to up my appearance game a little bit here and there. And if I can do it while supporting um, some businesses that I really care about and are created from cool people that I like, um, I want to do that when possible. Sweet. So our next little group, we've got a control board for the Airstream, which this one, if you don't know what that does, it 
makes your hot water heater work. And so for the past two and a half years, we've had a minimally functioning hot water heater. And I've always asked Nick, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with our hot water heater? And why does it only kind of work? And when can we get a new one? And he's always like, oh, it's going to be thousands of dollars to get another one. Okay. And so we put it <laughs> off for like years. And I have literally showered with Keurig water and... I'm not bitter at all about it. Okay. But anyway, so it turns out all we needed, how much should this cost? $169. All we needed was a control board. And so we got that fixed like two months okay, before listen, we stopped living on, in the Airstream. Hold on. To be fair, we had never been in any other RV Excuses. ever. No, listen, listen. We had never been in any other RV ever until our own Airstream. So we had no context for, uh, you know, how hot the hot water heater was supposed to be. Long story short, the control board actually legitimately broke and our hot water heater stopped working completely. So then we got a replacement control board. And, and it the was reason, like we had a brand new hot well, water heater. Well, the reason I even added it to this list was honestly like, it was, to me, it was a real win and a real testament of how important YouTube is because I spent a couple of minutes on YouTube going, how do I replace a control board and realized, oh, this is really easy. I can do it myself. I don't have to take the Airstream to a shop and pay somebody 500 bucks. I can just order this part on Amazon for 169 put it in myself, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, because it was going to be a pretty expensive fix to yeah. like have well, it done. Well, we have to haul it somewhere and then leave it for a day and, you know a mess so now that i've gotten my bitterness about our hot water heater out glad you got that off your chest we have our new mattress which is super nice we've really enjoyed our mattress um that we bought in our new house and then your dewalt tool set our yeah so we mentioned this last week but i'll just briefly say again here the nice thing about that dewalt tool set specifically was being able to buy it during a black friday sale and get this 10 piece set for 500 bucks which is outrageously good deal yeah it feels like a win then we've got our paint sprayer and washer dryer and fridge haven't gotten the fridge yet but, but we already know we're gonna coming. love it and then the last kind of purchase in here is that we paid so much money to have six pine trees cut down and have the stumps ground down in our yard and although it wasn't a fun purchase it did give us both a lot of peace of mind ton of peace of mind yeah so for the area that, you know, we now live in, right, hurricanes happen. We've talked about this, I think, a couple times on the podcast. Hurricanes happen here. And so, uh, unfortunately, when you pair up hurricanes with pine trees that have shallow roots, it just feels like a disaster waiting to happen. And the house that we bought had six massive pine trees in the yard. And we knew at some point before next year's hurricane season we wanted to get them cut down. Well, it just so happened that we called some guys to get a small thing taken care of with a stump that was blocking the driveway. When they came over, we just said, hey, just, you know, for the heck of it, how much would you charge to do all these trees? And it was a really not that bad. It was $4,500. I was expecting it to be a lot higher. It was still a lot of money, but it was I was expecting it to be a lot higher. So we ended up diverting some money from a couple of other projects that we're going to put off on the house in order to go ahead and get that taken care of, which has now just given us a ridiculous I think, peace of mind, knowing like, hey, guess what? Now we're not going to have all those pine trees that look very precarious falling on our house. So if we could theme this section when we looked at this, right, you've got the control board for the hot water heater and the Airstream, and then everything else was stuff for our new house. I think it really just goes to show, which we kind of already knew this, but just goes to show like how important you and I really value our home. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, 
I guess how much how much we appreciate like the little luxuries of a house. Yeah. Now, so even just like having a washer dryer has been super. It feels nice. like so crazy nice. Yeah. Okay, so our last couple here are Spotify, which has been super great. And one of those things that I never thought we would pay for. So I was like, well, we'll just use the free version. It's not that big of a deal to listen to ads. But we both listen to Spotify while we're working. And it's amazing how like ads will break up your concentration. Like if you kind of get in the zone and you've got Spotify going, like you've got like I tend to listen to like instrumental type music that doesn't have any lyrics or anything. And then if you have an ad that all of a sudden is in your ear, that'll really throw me off. It really throws you off. Yeah. The, the other thing is funny. I was thinking about this when we added this to the list. I would consider myself a minimalist in most areas of life. And and I've been that way, I think, for most of my life. The one area I've never been a minimalist in is my music. And... This has been the first year I've embraced a streaming service. Up until now, I've always like gone the old school, old school, right? Getting MP3s, but but doing it inside my iTunes, and I've got fifty gigs where the music is insane. I've got an outrageous amount, and I'm like a hoarder. So this is the first year that I've relinquished that control and fully embraced a streaming, and it's been kind of nice. Good. Final one is our Airbnb that we paid for last January. Yeah, so about a year for ago. our like planning and snowboarding trip. Easily some of the best money we've spent. Agreed. That was a fun and like productive trip. Yeah. And it's it's not, you know, this year I don't think we'll do a planning trip just because the the stuff we're doing with the house. But in general, I would like for us that's one of those things that I look back on and go, that was money well spent. I really would like for us to prioritize a getaway planning trip. Um so we're going to try to get back to that in 2022. Yes, for yeah. sure. All right. So that brings us to kind of the end of our best purchases of 2020. And if there's one takeaway that we hope you get, it's for us, this the takeaway from this exercise was, hey, what are the areas, the, the large areas, the categories, the themes that we keep seeing where we like to spend money? And then how can we make sure that in 2021 – we prioritize those and put them in the budget. And the best items on this list actually grabbed categories or themes from multiple areas and worked those all in. So maybe they did health and supported a small local business, or maybe they did our education and also did, you know, something else for whatever else in our categories. You get the idea. So um, I think it's, it's probably worth looking at this past year, asking yourself these questions, and then using that to make decisions about next year's budget. As promised, we're going to quickly touch on some of our worst purchases. And so the first one on here was Stitch Fix. You tried this. I did not. We were not impressed. I was not impressed. I've heard people say that they had different, like, like they signed up for it once and it was really good. And then they signed up for it again and it was not so good. So I think maybe your experience can vary. It could. But we were not impressed. control stuff going on maybe. Yeah. But... Everything that they sent you, I just felt like I could go and buy it at TJ Maxx for like a third of the price. It felt overpriced and it, the stuff they sent me wasn't that high quality. And maybe I'm a, you know, this is probably user error. I'll take some blame here, but like nothing fit me. And so maybe I gave them the wrong sizes or the wrong. It also didn't look any more fashionable than anything that we would pick out. No. So I tried that before I, you know, started reading the books for myself um, as maybe a way to, hey, let's try this out. And 
not not a fan. Sent the box back, lost my 20 bucks, moved on with my life. Okay, so the next thing on this list is I bought these chairs from Etsy, but they came from some faraway land. I don't even know where they came from. I don't from, remember now. But we seriously waited for months, months for to them to done. come. Like, we thought they were never going to get here. And it was when we were working on the Airstream and trying to get everything done and trying to get ready to leave. And they finally showed up, but they were small chairs, which makes sense because I was buying them for the Airstream. But Nick complained so much about them. I'm not normally a complainer, but... He hated these chairs. I mean, I'm, I'm six feet tall. I'm 215 pounds. Okay. Well, anyways, we learned from <laughs> the experience. Tiny. We adjusted. We got Nick a new chair and all was okay. So, But I think the, the takeaway was, uh, you know, still a little bit more. Uh, I should have done a little bit more research, right? I should have come in and taken some extreme ownership. Took in, <laughs> took in it. Took in, I should have taken some extreme ownership. Yeah, let's be fair. If I ask you, because I will do this, I'll be like, Nick, what do you think about this? And he'll say, I don't have any strong opinions strong on opinions. this. Just do whatever you want. Just get whatever you... Okay. So then I do, and then he complains about it, but that's okay. Um, so you're making me sound really bad in this episode. <laughs> what? I know I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm just stating the facts here. <laughs> so... Um, then we've got right, multi-day, we yeah, multi-day snowboarding passes for learning. This is a bad idea because of me. So this one will be very brief here, but the the two times that we have gone snowboarding together, where we've been like, all right, this is going to be our learning trip for Hannah. Yeah, the first time we had like a three-day pass. Yep. I broke my arm on day one. Yep. The second time I did not break anything, but it's just really tiring. It's just really, when you're learning how to snowboard, like if you're, if you're pretty good and you can go down it, you can go down and up without getting worn out too <laughs> down much. Down and up. Yeah. I'm not pretty good. And so I fall a whole lot. You get fatigued a ton. Yeah. And yeah. So it just three days in a row is a lot. Much. So what it turned out to be was like, okay, we had the first day, it was like super full day, like really trying to learn. And then the second day, like we tried to make it a full day, but literally my legs were just so fatigued. Like we could hardly, hardly do it. We're just having to rest a whole lot. And then third day that, but even worse. So, and, and it's frustrating because you feel like oh, I paid for this and like, I want to get my money's worth. But at the same time, I feel like I'm going to get hurt if I like keep, keep going. Um, so, so yeah. Again, the takeaway for us was whenever we're trying to learn something new, especially something like snowboarding, that's that's very strenuous, maybe not go so hard out of the gate. Yeah. Next time we do that, if we're going to go for three days, we'll probably string that out of the course of a five day trip with some rest days in between, or we'll just go for two days of snowboarding. So kind of our takeaway on our bad purchases is don't beat yourself up about them. Just yeah. kind of take note of the things that you're not really happy with that, you know, how you spent your money on. It's really just like the stuff that you are really happy with your purchases. It's not about the purchase itself. It's about the theme. What What's the underlying connection here that's led to either a purchase you're happy with or a purchase you're not so happy with? And how can we either do more of the stuff that we're really happy with or how can we avoid and, uh, you know, not make the same mistakes? And so, you know, I, I'd like to think that when we started looking at this worst list, we had a harder time thinking of things that we regret spending money on in 2020 as compared to 2014, right? 2015. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, early on in our marriage because we hadn't done any of this work around like conscious spending and priorities and thinking about our values and what we care about. And so these days, we, do we still make purchases that we regret? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 
But on the whole, we're more mindful about how we're spending Way our money. Way more mindful. So I think what you're saying is that we do a better job spending our money on things we like, <laughs> which brings us Clever. to the stuff we like. So today in Stuff We Like, I wanted to share uh, a podcast episode from Naval Ravikant. If you haven't heard of Naval, he is uh, well known in the sort of investment um, business space. And honestly, I think this episode should be required listening for anyone even remotely interested in um, managing their money and building wealth. So Naval has, he's very popular on Twitter. He has his own podcast. If you just Google N-A-V-A-L, Naval, uh, he'll come right up. Anyways, there's one specific episode called How to Get Rich. And uh, <laughs> it, it feels a little bit huckstery just with the name. He even talks about that. But this episode is three, three and a half hours long. And it is a compilation of a bunch of three to five minute episodes that Naval has done along with his um, investment partner and business partner. And they riff on a ton of different topics all about how to build wealth, manage your money, um, find a career that you love. It's a lot of great stuff, all tangentially related to this world of money. I I seriously cannot recommend this episode enough. I listened to it for the first time probably a year or two ago, and I listened to it again uh, last week, and then I listened to it again just another day ago. And there's so many little nuggets of wisdom and tricks and tips in here and just helpful frameworks of thinking. Um, I just can't overstate how much I've gotten out of this. And so it's something that I'm probably going to listen to for a fourth time, take some notes on it, and then try to implement a few of the things in my own life. So if you Google how to get rich, Naval, N-A-V-A-L, it should come right up. We'll also throw a few links down into the description of this show below for you to check out in your favorite podcast player. All right, Nick, bring us home with a quick summary. All right, so I'm definitely not going to go back through all the stuff that we love and uh, yeah, regret everybody's like, purchasing. Please, no, yeah. But I think I think the takeaway is conscious spending, right? Hopefully, as you wind down 2020, you can think back on how you've spent your money this year, all the things that you bought, and maybe some of the things that you've loved, some of the things that you've regret. And I want you to think about the themes the underlying values that you find through all of those things, and ultimately try to apply that going forward to 2021. How can you make sure that your budget makes room for the stuff, more of the stuff that you loved, and uh, cuts out some of the mistakes and some of the purchases that you regret? At the end of the day, it's just being thoughtful, and we hope that with us sharing some of our favorite purchases and regrets, that you will um, be inspired to think about that for yourself. And on a closing note, we would actually love to hear from you. So um, if you want to send us a quick note, nick at map.money.com, I would seriously love it if you emailed us one of your favorite purchases or a regretful purchase that you have. Uh, We'd love to hear what your favorite purchases are of 2020. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. (laughs) 